Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. If you want to increase your wealth without having to invest a lot, then shares are a great way for you to do this. Today, shares make up a reasonable proportion of our wealth through direct investing or superannuation, and so it's vital that you know how the market works and how to confidently make decisions about your investments. However, the financial markets are not limited to shares alone, and in this series of podcasts, I'm going to share with you my thoughts on other investment vehicles that allow you to get exposure to the market outside of shares. But first, I'd like to discuss what you need to consider before you move into other areas, as it could take your focus away from your share portfolio, so you want to make sure that you have this in order first. I've had a number of emails from people asking recently, What do I do once I have my strategy in place and I'm trading well? Now, for anyone who asked that question, I could simply suggest that they enroll in one of our courses to take them to the next level. However, there is something more important to consider. Many traders think they are doing well when the market is bullish. However, it's what they do when the market changes that really counts. So the first consideration is not about trading something else necessarily. It is to review the current strategy and the system or process that the trader or investor uses to manage their portfolio. There is often a lot of discussion about the definitions of a trader or an investor. For me, trading and investing require a similar skill set. Both need to know how to safely buy and sell. And the main difference really is usually the time frame over which you want to do this. For those who have learnt how to safely buy and sell in the market, you know that you can trade short, medium or long term and design a strategy for any of those time frames. You can even run one portfolio for medium to longer term and a separate one for shorter term cash flow. Each one is going to serve a different purpose to meet a different wealth goal. For those of you who don't currently have the motivation to change your current financial circumstances, simply start thinking of your family. It's always a good motivator. Or changing your lifestyle. And ask yourself whether the way things are now are what you really want them to be for your family or for you. Then look at what you can do to change it. When I first started in my 20s, I was very green to the market. I didn't understand it, nor the players involved. And while my aim was not to take huge risks, what I was doing was actually high risk because I had no idea how to make a judgment on buying or selling myself. I relied on a broker who would give plenty of buys, but rarely any sells. I was just bobbing around effectively in deep ocean in shark infested waters where I was, it was only a matter of time before I was eaten alive. This experience gave me an incredible reason to want to act and learn as much as I could about how to safely invest in the market. So when someone tells me they're ready to take their learning to the next level, I'm really excited for them. However, I also want to make sure that they have their system and plans and the right ingredients to be able to move forward. These emails that I was referring to before come from people of all walks of life that use our support service and mainly from people who are really determined to achieve their goals and have at least done our diploma course. There's nothing like having someone there that you can call on any day of the working week to assist you. 
and I know how important this is because I was once in your shoes. When the market's rising, many traders think they're bulletproof and fail to prepare for when conditions change. So what I'm about to share with you is a bit of an overview of some of the things that you ought to cover off before you decide to branch out into something new in the market. The first one is simply this. When is the last time that you reviewed your goals? This is so important and ought to be done at least yearly. So if you don't have it in your calendar, put it in there right now that this is part of your plan of what to do. Everybody's got a mobile phone with a calendar in it. So really it's easy to do. The next thing to consider is your housekeeping. Have you documented your strategy and your back-tested plans? For those of you who don't know what that's all about, you may have heard us talk about it in other podcasts. This is about taking a stock, having a look at the strategy that works over a long period of time, and then working out the probability that it's going to be successful in the future. So you want to have this documented really well. When the pressure is on and the market changes, and let's not forget, life can get in the way as well, it's important to be able to refer back to your records when your thoughts were clear. The third one is do you have your own process in place? So how do you document when you buy and sell? What steps do you take before you hit the button to trade? Now this may be your trading plan or you may have a trade checklist that you tick off. Question is, has someone checked your work? The benefit of having another set of eyes look over what you do is just invaluable. The fourth one is, are you achieving the required return? You may have ideas about how much you want to be able to make, but maybe you're not quite getting there or maybe you're not sure about what's realistic and this is where doing some of this work can really help you get there. There are small changes that can be made even to a strategy to improve returns and sometimes a few pointers from someone in the know can make a massive difference to the result. Five, is the way that you've structured your portfolio still relevant? Maybe things have changed in your life. Are you at a point where you're ready to have more than one portfolio perhaps? It may mean that you don't need to trade other vehicles. It may be a great idea, but sometimes focusing your skills in one area and actually maximising what you can get out of that might actually be the best way to go. You might be able to use shares in a slightly different way than your main portfolio to achieve this goal. Now, some people want to have a portfolio for the medium to longer term to build wealth over time, and other people want to have a short-term strategy for cash flow. Now, imagine having both of those things and what that could do. The next one is about position sizing, and this is the amount of money that you put into each position when you go into the market. What you want to do is review how much money you are investing into each share, and if you've been trading profitably with a fixed percentage, to now have a little bit of an experiment and calculate what that would look like if you did it on a percentage basis. Consider the pros and cons for doing this before you change what you do, and just be fully aware of the impact that, that can have. Just to give you an example, as your portfolio grows and you generate profits, the amount of capital that you have available for trading, of course, grows. And what this means is that your position size becomes larger as you continue to trade. So, for example, say that you've got 50000 initially and you started setting aside 5k for 10 different shares. Then your portfolio value grew to around 60k. Your position sizes could now be around 6k. Or, alternatively, you might decide to increase the number of holdings in your portfolio to 12 and keep the position sizes the same at 5k. The next point is whether you're ready to increase the total amount that you want to invest in the market. Now, one thing I find strange is when some people start to learn to invest and trade safely in the market, they look at what their total capital is and they use all of it. 
Now, I would be saying that when you're first starting out, you might take a portion of what you could put into the market while you've still got the training wheels on. Now, this is going to take a lot of pressure off you in the marketplace because, as you can imagine, for some people, the thought of trading, say, $50,000 per position might be just too much and it may impact on your whole way of going about trading. You might fall into a pattern that could be more detrimental to you longer term. So it makes sense to start small and then build up to it. Now, some of you may be wondering, how do you transition to using all of the cash? How much do you invest depends on, of course, how much you have and your current level of knowledge and experience in the market. I call all of this part of fine tuning your strategy and it involves taking a good look at what you currently are doing and whether it's time to build on it. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation.